What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Winner's Circle. Yeah, it's been a it's been a little bit of a delayed day. Had a lot to do today. Um, a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of things to cover, though. Judge hits sixty two finally earlier in the week. Um, I'm I'm curious to know if Yankees fans are are confident that they're going to make a run in the postseason. I'm I'm very skeptical and. That is coming from a Yankees fan. We got the Mets collapsing. Yes, I said collapsing against the Braves last week. You know, and you got Scherzer pitching game one in the wild card. Is that a smart decision? We got the Jets and Giants both winning. You know, that's starting to become a little bit consistent here. I'd like to to see that continue to happen. Haven't haven't seen good football in New York in a long time and and right now we're 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 kind of getting it. It's a little odd. It's a little odd. And of course, yet another concussion, scary, scary concussion in the NFL. So, you know, there's a lot to cover, but I just want to start with this real quick. You know, there's a lot there's very few moments. Well, I shouldn't say that cuz I'm a crazed maniac when it comes to sports and everything like that. But there's very few moments in regular life where I just feel the need to just start going, like, nuts and screaming. I just got done food shopping today, which is is a hassle in in and out of itself. And I already hate doing it, but I was doing it. And I was getting everything loaded up in the car. And you know those, like, plastic, like... So anyway, I got I got chocolate chip cookies, right? And you know those like plastic like holders they put them in. It's not like one of those like Chips Ahoy, nothing like that. It's like the the store brand, you know, that they put in the in the the special whatever containers. The the plastic containers. It's a clear plastic container. Putting everything in the car, and I see that it, it's like kind of it's like slanted. It's a, it's like a weird it's it's a it's a weird damn container, man. And I pick them up to put them in the car, and they just, I picked it up wrong, and, and the container, like, bent, and it slipped out of my hand, and the freaking cookies went everywhere, man, all over the parking lot. It's just, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to scream. I was so upset. You know, groceries are a lot of money now, man, and I know it's chocolate chip cookies, but hey, we gotta, we gotta have a nice little sweet snack every once in a while, and man... $10 worth of cookies it just fell on the floor. I just wanted to go off. I wanted to go off. Kept my composure. You know, it's a packed supermarket. I'm not trying to look like a nutcase in front of all these random ass strangers. But that's just how my day's gone so far. It's fairly upsetting. But anyway, all right, let's get to it. Judge and the Yankees. Judge finally hit his 62nd home run in Texas. Second game of the doubleheader. And, uh,. You know, after the first game, you 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 know you kind of wondered like, is he really? You know, he's kind of is he feeling the pressure? You never really saw that animation out of Judge, and and because he was pissed off after a few at bats, you saw him throw his helmet. Like you never see him do that. You saw so I think it was starting to kind of get to him. And then what does he do? First at bat in the second game. It's funny too because I was I, I was I didn't have it on right away, and thank God for ESPN sending out notifications about it because. If I didn't get that, I wouldn't have thought to myself, oh, I got to turn this on, obviously. Once I got the notification, turned it right on. The second I turned it on, crack. 
hits a deep. See, when it, it's so crazy too. When he hit the ball, you kind of automatically knew it was gone, even though it didn't go that far. Like it just looked so good coming off the bat, and it went out. Dude who caught the ball was going nuts. That was pretty funny. You saw that one dude climbing over the wall to try to like get into the bullpen to jump down into the bullpen just in case the ball fell into the bullpen. <laughs> it was a crazy moment, man. It was so cool to see. You know, history was made, man. AL home run king, arguably, and this depends on where you stand on the whole home run record. Is it 62? Is it 73? You know, some people will say Judge is the home is the is the major league home run king all time. And you know, it's been a debate pretty much all week and I you know, Rob Manfred actually went on Get Up the other day is the ESPN show that's on in the morning. And, uh, you know, he said he, you know, he thinks, you know, he, he literally said he was like, the record books say what they say. I think he's, and, you know, he was like, I think we should just leave it up for the fans to make that determination. So you have, which is smart by him, I guess, to say that because now he just keeps the conversation going, which means we're talking about baseball, which is what he's trying to accomplish overall. And I don't know. I don't think he, he you know, I don't think he broke the the, the the record just because Bonds cheated. All right, Bonds cheated, but you, 73 home runs flew over the fence. 73 balls flew over the fence in 2001. It happened. You can't you kind of just you can't just erase it from history. And baseball's not going to do that. And you know, so yeah, is it more of a Yankee record? Cuz you know, I heard another argument saying, like, you never hear in other sports, like, oh, this guy's the NFC rushing leader all time. Or, you know, they never break it up into the conferences like that, like baseball does. But it's still historic. He's, he has the most by ever, any Yankee ever. You know, he's he, he's on a very short list of people who've hit 60 home runs in a season. He almost got the triple crown. You know, he, he had one of the greatest if not the greatest season of all time. And I know I've mentioned that before, but it's just so much harder to hit now. Like, you have to put that into context. Like, like I said the, la like I said the last time, you know, pitchers aren't going eight, nine, and not throw they're not throwing complete games. They're not doing things like that anymore. Everybody out of the bullpen is a stud. Well, not everybody, but everybody's got good stuff. And, and it's just harder to hit now. So, you know, the fact that he did this, hit 300, Led the American League in RBIs. I don't know, man. It's, I could be biased. I am a Yankee fan, but I don't know. I think it was the best season, the best offensive season we've seen. And that's just my opinion. But And thank God for it because I have some serious concerns going into the postseason with this team. And now it's mostly revolved around pitching, but I'm not – you know, I'm not looking at the lineup like it's ever, any great lineup either. I mean, you got LeMahieu who's pretty much gimped up because he, he, you know, he has the toe thing going on. I don't know if he broke it or whatever, but he's been, he was out for the, for the foot injury for like the last three weeks. He came back in the Texas series. He had two, he had a few hits, but you could tell after the last game, he started limping and everything. And Aaron Boone was on the Michael K show that's on ESPN New York. And he came out, and he doesn't really know yet exactly what he's going to do with LeMahieu. But it's a problem. And, 
you don't really have anybody in front of Judge that could that could like. Are you gonna bat Judge first in the lineup? I'm I'm not sure if you do that, but at the same time, you want to get as the most at bats for him because he's your best hitter, and putting him first would do that. Leading him off, I. It's tough, man, because no one's been consistent. No one's been consistent. Yeah, you know Rizzo and Stanton hit 30 home runs this year, but they're they're strikeout masters, both of them. I mean, Stanton's been coming on as of late, and you want to see that. And granted, if if we're being honest, since he's been on the team, he's been the most consistent player in the postseason. So I mean, I guess you have to trust him. I don't, I you know. I'm I'm super skeptical on that. I don't think that's that's who you really want to put your trust in, considering how inconsistent he's been all year. He's, he be, he barely batted 200, you know. And you know, Lemayhu being hurt and and injured do, doesn't help anything. You got now. I think Oswaldo Cabrera deserves to play every single day. I think he earned his spot on the roster for the postseason as far as playing time goes, and I'm not talking as a bench player. That dude needs to start in left field. He needs to start. That kid, that kid's a stud. And Peraza played well, too. He he event, he he didn't get as much playing time because I don't know how you're going to take out IKF and Glaber because you want them to get going because you're going to pretty much only play them. But I don't know, man. I'm worried about I'm, – I'm a little worried about the lineup, but, you know, runs, runs come at a premium – in the postseason, if you're not hitting home runs, you're not going to win. You know, you're all, all it's all better pitching. You're playing good teams, and that's it. You're not – pretty much every team now is a good team. I mean, obviously, they're in the playoffs. So, you know, they get these days off. They don't play till Tuesday. You know, and, and they get the winner of Cleveland and Tampa. And I haven't gotten the final on that game yet. It did end, but – um, they played game one this morning. Well, not this morning. They they played at twelve, and I was watching a little bit of it. And you know, Shane Bieber looked lights out. I mean, it was it was it was zero zero when I left the apartment. So, you know, it's one of those things. And actually, you know, Phillies and Cardinals are playing right now. They're scoreless. I have that on in the background right now. That's top six. Guardians Guardians won that first game two to one. So they got a big one. And the Yankees get the winner of that series. Now, who would you rather play? I don't know. I think... I don't know. I think I want to stay away from the Rays, man, because, you know, it's a divisional opponent. Did we handle them fairly well this year? Yeah, we did. They're, I don't think they're the same Rays team as we've seen in the past few years. Um, Cleveland is the youngest team in the playoffs. Really, youngest team in the majors. Actually, they're in, and they're in the playoffs. They won. They won their division. They're the third wild card. Um, I mean, the third seed, which means you you won. They're the third division winner out of the. You know, Houston won their division. They're obviously the one seed. Yankees won their division. They had a better record than Cleveland, so they get the bye as well. Top two seeds get the bye. So that third that third division winner that that, that third seed. You know, they play the sixth seed in the wild card, and. I don't know. I think I'd rather see Cleveland. We handle that division fairly well. You know, outside of 07, since when is a team from that division, whether it be the Indians, Twins, we own the Twins. I mean, you know, 
history would show we we do pretty good against these teams. So I and with them being the youngest team, I don't know. I think we'd have the advantage, and I'd rather see them. But I don't know, man. The pitching the the pitching really has me frustrated. And I know I I know I say it. Time and time again. And by the way, for those of you that don't want to listen to baseball talk or whatever, you know, baseball is boring, blah, 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 blah. Well, boo-hoo. Playoffs are starting. I love baseball. You can you can check out, fast forward, do what you got to do. But I'm talking baseball, buddies. Sorry. Anyway, where was I? But the pitching, the starting pitching really is is a concern. Cole, I think I have more trust in Nestor and Seve than I do in Cole which is a problem. And let's be honest, Cole is going to be the game one starter. You know, Aaron Boone, like I said, was on the K show yesterday and he and he he kind of didn't give them an answer when they asked him who's going to be the game one starter. I mean, I don't know why these managers have to sit here and play these games like like everybody's stupid when a week prior to that they said that they that Cole was going to be the, the game one starter. I, I don't know. It's just it that, that that's something that bothers me. Like you have to like stay, keep everything close to the vest. Like, come on, man. You know, you know Cole's pitching. I don't care who you're playing against. Cole's pitching, and I'm not, I'm not completely in love with that. Because what did I say about Cole and what his issue is? He he gives up the home run way too often, way too often, and it's it's an issue. And that's the one thing that's gonna get you beat in the playoffs. Is giving up the home runs. You can have all the strikeouts in the world. Strikeouts are going to happen because no one gives a shit about striking out anymore. Like he broke the Yankee record of strikeouts and a loss. No one cares. By the way, he had a po- they they had like a toast in the in the uh, um, clubhouse after the game <laughs> because it's the same game that Judge broke uh, broke uh, Maris's record and uh, Ron Guidry, who ha- previously held the record for most strikeouts in a season by a Yankee called the clubhouse and, you know, kind of egged Cole to make, like, a speech. I don't have the audio, but it's really awkward. Like, he, you could tell, like, he didn't want to be put in that situation at all. Like, he was, he he didn't know, he didn't really know what to say. I mean, I don't think it, you know, you're kind of the leader. You're the ace of the pitching staff. I mean, you should, you should be able to, you know, galvanize the team, say something in that moment. That's just my opinion, but hey, he might not be like that. That's fine, and but and he was kind of put on the spot, super awkward. I can only imagine what the clubhouse was thinking at the time. It was really awkward. If you can find the audio, that it was it was it was something. But you know they have. A t- I don't care about your strikeout record, man. You gave up a home run to lose the game. Now, granted, you know Donaldson right before that at bat made an error at third. So there was a runner on that wasn't your fault, but you still gave up the home run, man. You're up two one. I don't know. He maybe he could turn it on and and show us what you know, show us what he came here to do. Because let's be honest, the Yankees signed him to this deal to to pitch in these moments, and and game one next Tuesday or this coming Tuesday, sorry, is one of those moments. It's playoffs. Game one of the ALDS. It's time to show us what you're made of, dude. And you haven't shown us. Last year against Boston. Was it last year against Boston? Either way, you you crumbled. You've crumbled all year. You've gave up you've given up way too many home runs. You've give you know 
You were supposed to win the Cy Young. That didn't happen. But at the end of the day, no one cares about the Cy Young. You can win the Cy Young all day long. It, all that matters is what you do in the postseason. Same goes for everybody on the team. And the only person I'm not concerned with is Judge. And if I was any other team in the playoffs playing the Yankees, I'm not pitching a Judge. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I pitch the Judge? He's the only one that you know will hurt you. Only one. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough. I, I'm not going to say I'm not excited. I am excited. But considering, you know, all the ebbs and flows of the season, the way they started the season, you know, when they were 52-18 and 18 to start the season, and just the way they just fell into a rut for essentially the whole second half other than September. They, they kind of found it in September. But the month of August was horrible. Like, they just... I don't know which team I'm going to see. And considering the injuries and everything like that, the pitching the pitching is just the biggest concern because your bullpen isn't even fully healthy. Britton came back for like two games, and now he's back on the I.L. He's done. He's not going to be on the postseason roster at all. Chapman, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. If he doesn't have – he's like – he's either hitting the strike zone, and really it's more breaking balls now. Chapman used to be, you know – used to be known for his fastball and painting the corners with his 103-mile-an-hour fastball. That is not the case anymore. So he's he's trying to get the slider and changeup kind of working, and he hasn't been very consistent in that. And there's times where he's good, but there's times where he's not. So you don't know what you're going to do with the closer situation. I think – I don't think they should go closer by committee. I think you got to put the guy with the best stuff in that position and – just hope for the best, and that guy is Lawaziga. He has the best stuff. He's really the only one I'm confident about in the Yankees bullpen. I don't. It's tough, man. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I find it hard to believe that this team is gonna get to a World Series, let alone win the World Series. So, I think. Don't get me wrong. If they don't get to the ALCS, we're, we got huge. We got bigger problems. We got bigger problems. But Houston is really, really, really good, man. Really, really good. And <laughs> they're your backbreakers. We haven't been able to figure Houston out in the playoffs yet. So, I don't know. I'm concerned. I'm excited, though. I'm ready for playoff baseball. It's already started. Um, you got holes coming to the plate right now, actually. You got two men on. Bottom of the six with no outs and holes is coming up. So that's pretty cool. We'll see if, if they can do anything with that. But, um, yeah, man, you know, it's – I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, man. But we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, man, we'll see. On to the Mets. Man. I know, I know I said that the Mets season – and giving up the lead, the 10.5 game lead against the Braves. I know I said it wasn't a collapse. And as a whole, I don't think it was. But you collapsed against the Braves in that series specifically. You needed to win one game. You needed to win one game. And you had your pitching lined up. You had your three best pitchers going in the series. I know it's in Atlanta. And I know it's a tough place to play. And I know it's a really, really, really good team. And I know they wanted to beat you because they wanted to win a division, which they ended up doing. But you can't get swept. 
You win one game, you still have the tiebreaker. And guess what? You would have won the division if you won the one game. I mean, it, it, it actually, it really shocked me that they lost all three games. And then, you know, game three, you have a 3-1 lead. And Bassett, Bassett blew up on you and, and gave up the lead. It's just, the Mets don't hit home runs. You got Pete. You got Pete Alonzo, who's the only home runner on your team. And, you know, you got a lot of guys that can hit for contact. But what I say earlier, you know, teams winning the postseason by hitting the home run ball, man. That's just how it goes. That's just how it is. And, uh, you know, it's just, you had to win one of those games, dude. That's just so disappointing. I'm curious. I heard a lot of Mets fans so I'm really not curious. I heard a lot of Mets fans call and call those these shows that I listen to and 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 a lot a lot of these hosts that I listen to actually are Mets fans themselves and they were just distraught. So so upset and I don't blame them. You you got your three best pitchers on the mound, you got to win those games. You got to win one game, one game. And that calls into question everything. Everything. Because DeGrom looks human all of a sudden. His last few starts, he has not looked good. And, you know, it came out that he had a blood blister on his hand during the Brave series. Excuse me. He had a blood blister. And, uh, you know, that's probably not fun to pitch with. Don't get me wrong. But he was still pitching all right. And, and you know... With them losing the division like the the way they did, I know they came back against the Nationals in the final series of the season and and kind of beat up on them a little bit. Which, really, as a Mets fan, I would piss me off me even more because all you had to do was win that one game against the Braves and you could tie, and you held the tiebreaker. But they swept you. Oh, they swept you. And now that just makes you go back to all the series that you should have won. For instance, getting swept at home against the Cubs. You are you kidding me? You win one of those games, you you win the division. <laughs> Take you know losing two out of three against the Pirates at home. You win you, you sweet you you win two of those games, you win the division. It's just those are crap teams that you're supposed to beat up on, and you didn't do it. And you had to win one game against the Braves, and you didn't do it. So now your road becomes exponentially harder way harder because if you win the wild card round which is not a guarantee because you're playing San Diego and they got the pitch in the lineup with you guys and really game one it's Scherzer against Darvish and Darvish has owned you now if you get Darvish late inning which I doubt's going to happen anyway because you know we know analytics in baseball now they don't want the starting pitchers going through the order for a third time so I doubt you're going to get him in late game unless he's dealing and if he's dealing, that's a problem. But normally if you get him late, get some swings on him, he kind of he kind of opens up a little bit and and throws some more pitches to hit, but he's owned you guys. Do I trust Scherzer? Yeah, I trust Scherzer, but what did we see last postseason when he was with LA? And he even came out and said it when they got eliminated, you know, his his arm was fatigued. He's 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 not a young guy, man. He's 39 years old. A horse. Stud, yes, absolutely, absolutely, but you know, he's no spring chicken, man. (laughs) 
you might have to you might see a replay of last year and i hope that doesn't happen because i want to see them do well i do i want to it personally for me i'd love to see a subway series i highly doubt that's going to happen because i'll go back to the road for the mets you have to beat the padres which is no guarantee and really you have to beat them in two because you're pitching scherzer game one if you win game one let's say you win game one all right and so do you pitch the Grom to ensure you get game two? I don't think so. I think you pitch Bassett in game two. Reason being is if you steal game two with Bassett, which really wouldn't be stealing, he's supposed to be your third best pitcher. So, I mean, he was going to be in the rotation regardless. If you get the game two, if you win game one with Scherzer on the mound and you get game two with Bassett, you're, then you're okay. You still got to play the Dodgers, don't get me wrong, but then you got the Grom for game one on on regular rest, no problem. That's your best case scenario right now. Because if you lose game two with Bassett on the mound, then you have to pitch to Grom game three. And I don't, you know, that that's that's what you have to do. You got to ultimately win the series. You got to move on. But that goes back to my point. Do you really, you know, I guess you're expecting as a Met fan to see DeGrom be DeGrom. Really, what we've seen recently isn't Degrom. Like this is the aberration. Normally, he's he's lights out. But you know, you're going up against good pitching. You don't have home run hitters. You got Jeff McNeil, who hit, who won the batting title in the NL this year. He can hit the ball. He's not he's not a power hitter by any stretch, but he's good. You're you you don't have Starling Marte, which really, in hindsight. Is a has been a huge loss for the Mets. Now, granted, he was great for you guys, and 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 you know, a lot of people wanted to go after him in free agency. And when you guys picked him up, I was very well not surprised because your owners got deep pockets. But I was, uh, I, it was good to see them making moves like that. And and Starling Marte is really, really, really fucking good at baseball. And he's been he was kind of your your. Not he, he doesn't hit for power, but dude gets on base, runs the base as well, plays great defense, has a cannon from the outfield, and can't even grip a bat right now, you know? And it's really frustrating because you'd think that, you know, losing Starling Marte absolutely is a big loss, but with Lindor, Alonzo, you know, McNeil, you don't really have anything coming from the from the catcher's position, but you know you got to find a way to generate the runs, and you know having Marte in that leadoff spot just doesn't, and him not being there obviously has been a huge issue, and you know you really go back to the trade deadline. Who'd you pick up? I mean Vogelback is all right, I guess. You didn't do anything for your bullpen. I don't even remember the dude they pick up. Is it Gibbons? He hasn't done shit. He might not even be on the roster for for the postseason. He's he's been horrible, and and you know you got Naquin who's been eh, and Darren Ruff who's been horrible for you, <laughs> and I bet you feel like shit now because J D Davis is out in San Francisco. He well was out in San Francisco. Cisco, their season's over, but he was he was he was playing very well, and. You know, I bet you miss him now because who you guys got at the deadline, they didn't really, I mean, they didn't make you worse, but they didn't make you better either. You you could have went out and got J.D. Martinez. 
You could have got Bell from Washington, which didn't happen. Josh Bell, who, which everybody thought that's what was going to happen. And you needed a big, you should have went out and got Josh Hader. And granted, he's been horrible for San Diego since he's gotten to San Diego. But he just, he kind of just started, you know, picking things back up late in the season. But, but you, you didn't do much. You did nothing really to improve your team at the deadline. And, you know, with everything, especially now after they lost the division, after leading the division, by the way, for 170 days. They led the division for 170 days. You want to know how many days the, the, the Braves led the division outright? Five. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they 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 had the tiebreaker over you because <laughs> they swept you. Uh, I, I don't know. Mets fans got to be sick. But look, I mean, you made your run more difficult. The, and with the Grom looking human as of late, I don't know. You screwed yourselves out of a World Series, really, I think. I don't think they're going to do much. I honestly don't think they're going to beat San Diego. You know, just with everything that, you know, the letdown from losing that division. And, and you know, it's just been rough for them the last couple of weeks. I don't care how good they looked against Washington. Like, and this isn't the same Mets team. I'm not saying that. I just don't think, like... We'll see what happens. If you win game one, then all right. But you got to win game one. You lose game one, I think you're done. I think you're done. And I don't think you're going to the World Series regardless. Because odds are, obviously, you beat the Padres, you play the Dodgers. And odds are you lose to the Dodgers. But if if somehow you, you beat the Dodgers, you're most likely going to see the Braves. <laughs> and, you know... I'll tell you this, if the Mets make the World Series and win the World Series, whoever they play, because they're going to play a great AL team, obviously, whether it's the Yankees, Astros, whoever it is, if the, it'll be the greatest run of all time. You can you can book that. That's the greatest postseason run of all time. If the Mets, And I don't care if they won 100 games. You know, the NL is way better than the AL. And the AL team you're going to be playing, obviously, is going to be the best AL team at the, you know, in the in in the league. <laughs> so, greatest run of all time if they make it, but I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, on to the football for all you for all you people that don't like talking baseball. I love it. I love it. It's postseason, baby. But on to the football. Jets and Giants both get a win. I'm I'm starting to really like saying that. And I'm no Jet fan, don't get me wrong, but I'm a huge, huge Giant fan. And the fact that they're both winning games, Jets are 2-2, two and two, Giants 3-1 and one now, both winning games, it's nice. And for the Jets, you got to feel even better because you went on the road to Pittsburgh. Granted, you know, you looked very inconsistent. I mean, first quarter you looked good, running special play calls, Zach Wilson catching a touchdown pass, that all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. But then you went kind of stagnant. You know, you didn't look so good going into halftime. Bad, bad, I mean, just stupid, stupid decision making at the end of the half there. That was, it was just weird. You had a chance to, to put points on the board going into halftime and then you just give it right up and give it to Pittsburgh and have a stupid penalty. And then, 
they get three for going into half before half. But anyway, the biggest reason why Jets fans should feel confident at this point is because you had Zach Wilson at quarterback. And and like I said, the inconsistency was there. You you really just you don't want him to have to keep running around like a maniac. And sometimes he does it without having to do it. You could see it. And, you know, I bet it's so hard to coach a guy like him because him doing that type of stuff is what make, makes him special, you know? But at the same time, like, don't be scared to make the easy play. Like, you don't have to razzle-dazzle everybody every single time. And to his credit, fourth quarter, he showed up and did that. But, like, you just got to – you just got to – Temper it down. Make the easy play. Run the ball a little more, and which they did. They did that against Pittsburgh. You know, you, you didn't have Wilson out there throwing fifty-five passes like you had, do, like you were doing with Flacco, which still boggles my mind. But you know, he came back. He looked good. Um, but hey, you know, he he showed up in the fourth quarter. He went ten to twelve in the fourth quarter with a touchdown. You know, and got the W. Went on a game-winning drive at the end of regulation and got the dub. And you know what? That's what you want to see as a Jet fan. That's what you want to see as a Jet fan. Now, it's time to go for two in a row, man. And you're going up against Miami. And look, the Jets haven't won a division game in two years. The last division game they won... Was the la- was week seventeen of the twenty nineteen season when they beat the Bills thirteen to six? You gotta figure out how to stack the wins. You got a good you and, and this wasn't one of those like fluky like you know empty kind of losses like the one against Cle- or wins that the one against Cle- like the one against Cleveland because you had no shot to win that game in Cleveland. Everything went your way at the end of that game. That never happens. Your game against Pittsburgh, you won that game. You drove down the length of the field, end of the end of regulation, with like six seconds left, handed the ball off to Brees Hall, and he got in for a touchdown. Boom, game time. Let's go home. That's a real win. And uh, you want to stack that, and that's something that the Jets haven't been able to do in a long, long time. And you want to start stacking wins here, and. Is it too much to ask to go out and beat Miami with their backup quarterback? I know Teddy Bridgewater isn't a scrub, but he's a backup for a reason. And, you know, you got a lot of dangerous weapons on the outside when it comes to Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So much speed. I'm a little worried about the secondary in that that aspect. And the the Dolphins have a decent defense. And... um, you know, your O-line right now is, is you know, you got Elijah Vera Tucker playing left tackle. That was never the plan for him. He's played He played it in college, and he actually looked good. He looked really good against Pittsburgh. The kid's a stud. But, you know, I've mentioned this before. You, you, you keep having this revolving door. Well, next man up with the O-line, it, it'll bite you. They did well in the run game, though. They did well in the run game against Pittsburgh, and... To do that at Pittsburgh, I don't care who's on the that 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 says something. The history there says something. So you know it. They look good 
And, and you know, I'm interested to see what they look like against Miami's front because Miami can play defense, man. And I think you need to run the ball again. Like, if you can't run the ball, then you got to throw the ball with Zach Wilson. And he hasn't shown me to be consistent yet. If he has one of those breakout crazy games, he can change my mind. But I don't know. I don't think it's too much to ask. For this team to win. At home, by the way. They're playing at home. Can you get a win at home? <laughs> You're 2-0 on the road. Can you get a win at home? You're playing a team with their backup. It, c- come on. Let's let's figure it out. Stack, you know, it, it doesn't have to be pretty. The, the Steeler win wasn't pretty. You know? I mean, I, I don't think it's too much to ask. And then you're 3-2. and two. <laughs> I mean, you never know what happens in football, bro. But you, you, it'll say a lot to me about the coaching staff if they could if they could eke out a win here because that means that they were coached up. Everybody's receiving the message correctly because I still have questions about Robert Sala and if he can do this in New York, especially. You know, you got to put Zach Wilson in the best situations, and and you know, go out there, make some plays, and win the game. I'm asking the judge to win the game. I think he should win the game. But it's the Jets. <laughs> and I know all you Jets fans, before you start going crazy on me saying, well, your Giants aren't that much better either, blah, blah. I know that. We're going to get to the Giants. It's okay. But I think you guys should beat Miami. And with that, I will get to the Giants. How about that? They beat a bad Bears team. All right. It was the one game this year I was expecting the Giants to win, and they won, and they won ugly, and I love this coaching staff. That's what I got out of this game. That's what I've gotten out of every game so far this season because the offense is not great. Your offense is Saquon Barkley. It's Saquon or nothing. And, and all right, it is what it is. You have no receivers, okay? Galladay is not making the trip to London. Tony's not making the trip to London. you got a bunch of ragtag Guys off the practice squad. You got Darius Slayton, who, by the way, his rookie year looked fairly good. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. Like, he keeps dropping the ball. But you got Slayton, you got Sills, and you got Richie James. And that's about it. I really wish you would go out and sign o- Odell. I really would. He he actually he visited the, the, the Giants facility this past week, and, you know, all this – all the reporters and writers came out. Oh, are they looking to sign him? Blah 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 blah. No, you know he's he. It's the team he was drafted to. He's got guys on this team that he's close with. He's close with Saquon. He's close with Sterling, Shepard, and you know he went over to see how Shepard was doing because, obviously, God, you know, God bless him. He he can't stay healthy and be on the field. I love Sterling Shepard, man. I you know. I hope he's still here next year. I know he gets injured every year. I know. He's just such a good locker room guy to have, though. I mean, obviously don't go, you know, don't go crazy with the with the pay scale there. But, you know, it is what it is. It's frustrating. I wish they would sign Odell. They need a number one receiver, and he'd be it. You know? And and I don't think he'd bring the type of circus or anything like that that he, had, that he was – a lot. There was a lot of things that 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 went into that because, yeah, was he a diva while he was here? Sure, but he 
still the, probably the best receiver you've had since he's, you know, obviously since he was there. And um, I think he's learned from that. You know, he was on a Rams team last year. And by the way, if he didn't, he, if he doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, I think he's the MVP of that Super Bowl. But um, I don't think it'd be a bad idea. They're not going to do it, unfortunately. The Giants have no money. They, they kind of can't do it. And, you know, there's no one else really out there. And they're not going to sign anybody. They're, the Giants are kind of just rolling with what they got and seeing what happens, which is why I keep telling people to let's, let's just slow down with the expectations of this team. I think most Giant fans understand, like, the talent we have on this team and, 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 you know, I should say the lack thereof really. Um, but you never know, I guess, but you know, when you're in a division with Dallas, who now looks really good, even with their backup and, uh, you know, I was, I was the first one saying their season's over and it's not over, but which hurts my heart. But, you know, they played very well. They got a top 10 defense. And, you know, Diggs has proven to be one of the better corners in the league. You got Micah Parsons. And can we please stop, by the way, with these freaking Lawrence Taylor comparisons to Micah Parsons? Please. I'm tired of hearing about it. He's not Lawrence Taylor. He's not going to be Lawrence Taylor. Can we just can we just slow down? Slow down, please. But, and that's nothing to take away from Micah Parsons. Lawrence Taylor is the best football player to ever step foot on a football field, okay? Just let's let's chill out there. Micah Parsons is great, but let's just let's let's hold it back a little bit. But at the same time, you know, you're still 3 and 1. I mean, are you really scared of anybody? The reason I go back to the coaching staff being, you know, being such a bright spot for me. I mean, what look look what happened in the in the Bears game. You got both your quarterbacks go down and and you start running wildcat. You know, I read a lot of stories about you know from players, and uh, you know they came out and said, he, you know, the amount of calmness calmness on the sideline from the coaches. Oops, sorry, I just dropped my notebook. Sorry about that. But the amount of calmness on the sidelines from the coaches was obviously calming for them. You know, I, I saw one player say like a a previous coach of their probably meeting judge would have freaking flipped out in that situation not knowing what to do because you got daniel jones going out with an injury his ankle again and um you know you could see on the sideline he was he wanted to go back in the game bad but dayball was not having it and tyrod taylor goes in there and you know he started he was making some plays tyrod taylor and and you know <laughs> I feel so bad for the guy. I don't mean to laugh, but I, I feel so bad for him because he always finds a way to get hurt, and it, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But that play that he got hurt on, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, just live to live another down, man. You don't have to die for the first down, you know. You got, I, and they missed a call. Obviously, it was helmet to helmet, clearly helmet to helmet, and they missed the call. I don't know. It, it was frustrating, but. You know, what'd they do? They go to the Wildcat formation. And it was working. You had Saquon snapping, you know, Saquon taking the snaps at quarterback and just running the ball, and it was working. You know, so 
There's a plan that just tells me there's a plan in place for everything. This guy is thinking about every single scenario that you can think of. And it's just so refreshing to see. And you won the game. You still win the game. It's so nice. It's so nice to see. And Dexter Lawrence had a day. Dexter Lawrence might be the best nose tackle in the league. Now, you need to get Leonard Williams back. He's, and I don't think he'll be back, unfortunately, in this game against the Packers, which we're going to get to right now. Um, do we expect the Giants to beat this team? I mean, you know, like I know I just said anything can happen in football, and anything can happen in football, let's be honest. You know, the Packers haven't looked so hot on offense. And I can already tell my girlfriend's overhearing this conversation right now and just scoffing at it. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers has not looked like Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, there's a lot of reasons for that. His left tackle hasn't been playing. I mean, I think he's going to be back. Um, And he's got a bunch of young wide receivers and an old Randall Cobb. That's all he's got. Young guys are dropping the ball, and Randall Cobb can't get separation on every play. He just can't. And now they got a good run game. Aaron Jones is a stud, and you got A.J. Dillon, who could start on most teams. Um, So their running game scares me a little bit, and that's where Leonard Williams would come into play there. he would he, it, I would feel better about it if Williams was playing, um, but he's not. Ojolari's going to be out again. He re-injured the calf, so he didn't make the trip. Um, I don't know. Do we do we expect them to beat the Packers? Let's be honest. I just ran through all the reasons why, like this team has a very, you know, they're they're very they don't have any talent, and you know they kind of scrape by. Like granted, yeah, you, you beat the Bears, but the Bears are the worst team in the league, and you beat them twenty to twelve. Granted, the Bears haven't given up a second-half touchdown all year. You still, you know, you only beat them by eight. Saquon went off. And really, that's really the only silver lining here And in terms of the Packers' defense because the Packers have a really good defense, but they have a little bit of a hiccup in the run game sometimes. So, again, I mean, I said it before last week. I wanted you to give them give Saquon the ball more, and you obliged. You gave him the ball over 30 times in the Bears game. He ran for 146 yards. He, you got to just keep giving him the ball, man. You got to just keep giving him the ball because it's really Saquon or nothing. Now, as far as the quarterback situation goes, Jones is supposed to play. You know, he was he looked a little you know slow to moving after the ankle injury. Uh, against the Bears on Sunday, but you know you see you see film of him at practice and videos of him at practice this week, and he looked like he was moving fairly well. He he didn't look like he was, you know, compromised at all. He looked pretty good, so he should be okay, which is a big deal as well because you just torched the Bears with the with the read options and the bootlegs. It blew my mind, honestly, because all they all they had to run the whole game was bootlegs. It's like the Bears weren't watching the same game everybody else was. Like, how are you going to keep letting Daniel Jones beat you on the bootleg? But to the Giants' credit, they kept running it until they stopped it, which they never did. You know, both touchdowns we scored, which, by the way, we haven't scored touchdowns like that in the first half in a long-ass time. So, 
I'm, you know, I'm very excited to see this team play now. Like, you know, granted, it's never fun. It's never, it's never stressless. It's always going to be close games. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, everything's right in front of the Giants for them. Like, the, the, I have a hard time believing they're going to beat the Packers this weekend. I don't, I don't think they will. But do I think it's going to be a blowout? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout because the Giants' defense is nothing to, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at. They've been playing great defense considering the lack of weapons that they have on the defensive side. And, oh, by the way, I almost forgot to mention, Landon Collins is going to be a giant again. He's back. He's back. So, you know, he's making the trip out to London. They just signed him. It's a prove-it deal, really. It's a one-year prove-it deal. They signed him to the practice squad and elevated him to the roster. He's better than a practice squad player. He played very well for Washington the last three years. The only reason he left the Giants in the first place was because the Giants didn't want to pay him. And it was the it was the right decision. Granted, like I said, he played well in, in Washington, but he didn't deserve no crazy-ass contract like th- that they gave him. Excuse me. Got to drink some water, man. My, dry, my, my, my throat just gets dry talking this much. But, um... <clears throat> so he'll be back. I think that's a big... That's a huge signing, in my opinion. Because you don't have much on the defensive side of the ball. Aaron Robertson's out. You know, he's, you know, you got a good strong safety now. And now McKinney can kind of worry less. He can probably, he could probably be more concerned about coverage because Landon Collins, that's the one thing he couldn't do well is, is cover the tight ends very well and just get back in coverage in general. He used to get beat a lot over the top. McKinney, that's not going to happen as much. He's faster. Um, He's way better in terms of man-to-man and, and zone coverage. He's, just, he's he's better all around in that aspect. McKinney's a stud, though. He can do everything. But I'd rather get Collins up in the box, pressuring the quarterback more than anything else, and kind of spying the running backs, keeping contained. Um, you don't really have to worry much about that with Rodgers, although he will, he'll run on you a couple every now and then. But, you know, you, you got to worry about his arm. Now, Like I said, can, let's just we'll see what happens. It'll show me a lot if they win this game. If they win this game, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate. You know, it, it would be a very very great win for this team. And considering, by the way, <laughs> I'm gonna bring this up right now. Are you like eleven and five? The division as a whole, best record of any division in the NFC, and. Looking at at that AFC West, the supposed best division we've ever we're ever going to see in football history ever. You know, you got the Broncos who looked horrendous last night, and I'll get to that real. I'll get to that game, but you got the Broncos at two and three now. You got you got Vegas who's not looking so hot at one and three, although they got their first win last week. But they're going up against Kansas. The only good team, really, the only good consistent team in that division is Kansas City. Because you don't like the Chargers coach. He just doesn't put them in the best situations. But that's supposed to, everybody was saying before the season three, you know, I was saying it too. I was I was expecting it to be a really, really good division because, you know, you got Russell Wilson, who's been pretty good throughout his career, man. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. He's been horrible. You got... 
the Chargers with Justin Herbert, who are just inconsistent, and they, they always seem to lose their fucking star players, man. They always seem to lose them. But, you know, it, it's it's going to be between them and Kansas City. But Kansas City is just showing everybody it doesn't matter we lose Tyreek Hill or whatever. You got Patrick Mahomes, you can win games. That's it. And their defense is surprising a lot of people. But, you know, 11-5, and 5, NFC East, that's pretty damn good. And that was supposed to be the laughingstock division. And I'm glad it's not anymore. Granted, I hate seeing the Eagles and Cowboys do well. But Washington is just, Washington is just so bad. <laughs> but I'm going to get to that game last night. Oh, what a stinker-ass game. Oh, I was all over Twitter, which, by the way, you can follow me on Twitter, at winner, W-Y-N-N-E-R, 1023. You know, you know I, I follow a lot of this stuff going on. But this well, first of all, let me get to the Naheem Hines concussion. And they're they're going to be doing stuff for it. And it's just, it, obviously he stayed, He was out of the game. Dude, it, it was just another one of those scary ones, man, because he gets hit and he gets up, you know, he gets up and he st- he's like, he's still running. Like, think, I think what he thought was that he was still in the play. I think he got knocked out and he was, and, and woke up and thought he was still in the play when he got picked up and just started running. But things like that, man, it's another one of those things that, you know, makes me more disinterested to watch the game because it was a scary-ass injury, man. Those things are scary to watch. Um, You know, obviously we've had the – it's just another concussion. Tyrod Taylor got a concussion. We got Tua with the concussion. I forgot who else is out with a concussion. There's there's a few other players. Renfro's come, Hunter Renfro is coming back from a concussion this week after being out two weeks. So, you know, it, it it's rampant, and I get it. Football players know, and they understand, and they sign up for this, and I understand that. But, they, you know, obviously the whole Tua situation, there's been a lot of backlash with that, you know, with him losing the fine motor skills, falling over, coming back in that game, playing the next week, suffering the other concussion. Come Monday after that game, the neurologist that was on the sideline in the Bills game where he first suffered, you know, where he first looked like he had a concussion in the first game, got fired because of the protocols not being handled like they should have been. And mind you, that's not a team physician or anything like that. That's an independent doctor, neurologist, dude, that the NFL hires. So, Anybody who's like upset with the Dolphins and everything like that, I, I, you're kind of you kind of lose me there because I, I mean I kind of you could be upset with them for playing him in the next game, I agree with that, but putting him back in the first game, you can't really kill him for that because that's an independent doctor telling them that he doesn't have a concussion, he's good to go. So obviously you're going to put your best quarterback in the game, back in the game, but that dude got fired. You know, the new protocols are going to come out, which essentially the only thing really set in stone right now, and I think they're going to start coming into play, I think, around week six. Um, but the only thing set in stone is if if it's blatantly obvious, like it was last night and like it was with Tua, that you can't even walk, you're out. You're done. doesn't matter if you pass the concussion protocol, whatever. You're done for that game at least. So that's one thing that they're going to do. They just got to, you know, the, it's tough. It's a tough sport. It's a tough thing to watch. It's it, 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 All around, it's just tough to, to really mitigate these things because of how 
you know, obviously defensive players tackle and everything like that. So it's just one of those. But they're they're doing they're doing something. You can't not do anything. So people are being held accountable. Guy got fired. You know, they're making changes to the rules that are going to be in effect immediately. So you know the the reason that they haven't come to the full concrete decision making yet is because the inv- investigation is still ongoing. But we essentially know what happened. So, but back to the game. Worst game I think I've ever watched. Ever. You know, you got Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson both looking like they don't know what the fuck's going on. And that may have been... Like, you had Broncos fans, once the Colts tied it at the end of regulation to go to overtime, you had Broncos fans leaving because they, they just had enough. They had enough. And then you got Russell Wilson in overtime. Has a dude wide open. Wide open in the end zone for the win, and he misses him. Throws it to Cortland Sutton. I don't remember the other dude's name. Not a name that I, you know, know off the top of my head. But he was pissed. He was pissed, slamming his helmet directly after the play. It was a fourth down play. You could have tied it. You could have tied it with a field goal. But with how much time was left, I understand going for it there. But you, the Broncos, <laughs> your coach can't coach, and your quarterback is playing like shit. And those two combinations right there, yeah, not going to work out. It's, it's, it's surprising, to say the least. And I, you know, I remember thinking, like, thinking to myself, wow, the Giants should go after Russell Wilson. The Giants should definitely trade for him. Because they, the, they had the, you know, they didn't have the money to pay him the contract that the Broncos essentially did. But they had the, the draft picks and, and everything to, to make the trade happen. They had that. You could have waited to sign him next year. Now I'm glad they didn't do that because he looks horrible. And I don't know, you know, not having Jonathan Taylor for the Colts is just a death sentence. I know they won the game. It was was a horrible game. Final score is 12-9. Not one touchdown was scored. Who the fuck wants to watch that? Who wants to watch that? I don't know. Bad game overall. I don't know. I fell asleep before it was over. It was that boring. But, yeah, man, it's going to be fun coming up this weekend. You know, it's funny. I have a cousin moving up from Florida. She's moving back to uh, Myrtle Beach. So I'm driving down there to help, help with the moving process and everything like that. And, you know, initially, a month and a half ago, when she told me the date that she was moving back up, she told me the 8th. So I was thinking, all right, cool, Saturday. Absolutely, I could do that. That's no problem. Knowing that on the 9th, the Packers play, played the Giants in London at 930 in the morning on Sunday. And I told her, I was like, hey, I'm there. Need me? I'm there. Let's do it. <laughs> Beginning of the week, she texts me, Hey, uh, are you available? You still available the 9th to help out with the moving? I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> My initial reaction was, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, you put me in such a conundrum, Cass. You put me in such a conundrum. But, hey, I agreed to help you. I'm still going to help you. I have no problem helping you. The only thing is you need to have that damn game on. That's all. (laughs) That's all. No, I love you, Cass. I'm excited you're moving back up here. Let's do it. We're going to see each other more often. It's going to be great. But, yeah, man. So, Packers play the Giants. We'll see what they can do against them. We got Jets against Miami at home. They need to win that game. Um, Just a few picks this week that I'm going to make. I got... There's, there's a few games. I didn't like that many games this week. Let's just be honest. You got Buffalo favored by 14 against Pittsburgh. 
I mean, I think Buffalo is going to blow them out. I think they'll cover that number, but that number is just too big for me to pick. I'm not going to pick that game, but I do think Buffalo is going to blow them out. But I got some. I got a few picks here for you. I got three picks for you. I got Minnesota. You know, they're seven point favorites against Chicago. I think you know Justin Jefferson is just going to go off on that defense, and Dalvin Cook's going to have a day, and Chicago just stinks, and Minnesota's better than them, and I think they'll cover the seven. I got the 49ers over the Panthers. They, they're five-and-a-half-point favorites um, against the Panthers. And the Panthers just stink. Sorry, Panthers fans. I know I'm based here in North Carolina, but you guys stink. Your defense is pretty good, but, I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey, and you're really not giving them the ball, the ball as much as you should be. You're trying to make Baker look like this stud animal that, he, that he's not. The amount of times he gets a ball batted down at the line of scrimmage, it blows my mind. He just, he stinks. Your team stinks. I heard a lot of, I actually was listening to the radio show that they have down here, and they have them ranked as the 32nd team in the in the league, which, by the way, is last, if you were wondering. They have the Houston Texans in front of the Panthers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I got the 49ers um, minus 5.5 against Carolina. And then I got the Eagles beating Arizona. They're favored by five and a half points. I got them covering that number. Yeah, I picked all favorites this week. Sue me. But um, the one game I actually do like where the underdog is playing is Cincinnati and Baltimore. Um, Baltimore's favored by three. But I like Cincinnati to cover. Um, I think Cincinnati's going to win that game outright. But... Yeah, so those are my three picks. Minnesota minus the seven, 49ers minus the five and a half, and the Eagles minus five and minus the five and a half. Um, so if you're betting, just saying, I did pretty well on my picks last week. Went four and one overall. Went three and zero on the picks that I put on the show last week. So you know, if you want to bet those games, go ahead. Uh, I've been doing fairly well in that category. But yeah. I got a conundrum on Tuesday, man. And I promised my buddy I would get into a little bit of hockey, so here we go. <laughs> I do have a conundrum on Tuesday. You got the you got game one of the ALDS. The Yankees are playing. Obviously, I guess I really don't have a conundrum. That that game's gonna be on the big screen. I'm I'm watching that game on the big screen. But you got the opening opening day for hockey. And the Rangers are, are, are playing against the Eastern Conference. It's another it's an Eastern Conference Finals matchup from last year. Rangers Tampa. And that buddy I said I was talking to that wants me to talk hockey, Bauer. I hope you're listening, bud. Yeah. He's a Tampa fan. So I have some vested interest in that game right away. Obviously I'm a diehard Ranger fan, so I'm gonna be watching it's gonna be tough. I'll I'll probably have the Rangers on my computer and then I'll have the I'll have the um, baseball on the big screen just because it's playoffs. That's really just my thought process there. Um, bigger game. But uh, I'm super excited about the Rangers this year. No one expected them to go on the run they did last year. No one. And and coming down three, coming from down 3-1 in both those series before the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, obviously first round against Pittsburgh, down 3-1, you come back, win that series. Down 3-1 against Carolina, which, by the way, I went to game two in Carolina, and 
they looked horrible when I went there, and I was undefeated going to Ranger games. Prior to that, I was six and zero, and they let me down when I went to that game. That's neither here nor there, but down three one against Carolina in that series, come back, win that series to get to the conference finals. It seems like any time the Rangers have a run in them, they they're coming down from three one. They're like the kings of coming back 3-1 because they did it on their run against to get to the Cup in 14 in all their series. <laughs> Down 3-1 in every single series. That's the famous year where, you know, uh, Marty St. Louis' mom died, you know, on, on I think it was Mother's Day, actually. And he just played, he played, he played out of his mind. And he, and he carried, him and Lundquist carried us to a, to a Stanley Cup that year. Then ultimately didn't win against the Kings, obviously. Wasn't really even a competitive series at all. But I'm excited for the Rangers, man. They got some big pickups. Lost a lot of guys that they got from the tr- trade deadline, but we picked up Jimmy VC. He's back with the team. Thank God. I, 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 I didn't like it when he left, but we got him back on a decent deal. Signed Trocheck, Vincent Trocheck from Carolina. Face off master. He's going to be the center, second line center. Thank God. Needed him because that was the biggest issue for us throughout the regular season and the playoffs. We couldn't win a fucking face off for our lives. So getting him in the lineup is great. You know, obviously the big names Panarin, Kreider. You got Truba, who's now the captain. Truba's the captain now, which surprised me initially because I always thought it was going to be Kreider considering the tenure and he's been here and, you know, he was one of the biggest leaders on the team. I know I heard a lot of stories prior to the, them naming the captain and everything saying, you know, he didn't really want it, you know, all that stuff, whatever. But I did just, I expected it to be him. But I don't hate Truba. Truba's a stud on, on defensively. He's he, he's a stud, period. And, you know, he I like the decision. I don't hate it. But, you know. They got a good team this year, man. I expect I expect them to do some things. At least get back to the conference final. That's honestly my expectation this year. I mean, anything can happen. Hockey is one of those sports where, you know, the last team in could make a run, and so it's kind of like baseball in that way. Like when all these wild card teams are playing and everything like that. You've seen you've seen a lot of wild card teams make a run and 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 win the whole thing. The Nationals, the Nationals, just a few years ago, had 88 wins. And they won the whole thing, <laughs> you know. So, but um, you never know what happens. Like the king, the Kings in their heyday too, about a decade ago, when they were winning Stanley Cups, their their first year they won one. They were the eight seed, and went on just went on a run. It can happen. But I expect this team to do big things this year. Um, obviously, in my opinion, you got the best goalie in the league. I mean, you could argue Vasilevsky in Tampa. I. Look, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, Bauer. I know you're going to listen to this. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. And you obviously know this is me being biased. Like, we can look at the numbers all day long. Yes, Vasilevsky's better. Got the cups, all that fun stuff. Whatever. But Igor's coming for him, man. Igor's coming for him. That's all I got to say. You know, had to throw a little bit of hockey in there because... But by this time next week when I'm recording, they'll, they'll have a few games in. So I got to get Ferg on here. You hear that, Ferg? When you listen to this, we got to figure this out. All right? 
All right. Well, all right. I think I'm going to end it there. So, again, we got the Jets against Miami. We got Giants playing the Packers in London, 930 in the morning. We got Tuesday, Yankees. We got the Mets playing tonight. We'll see what happens in game one. Rangers starting Tuesday. Knicks starting next week, too. It's going to be fun. Like I said, October's the best month. October, not not just because it's my birthday month. October 23rd, by the way. Just saying. But not, but every sport's going. Playoffs in baseball. We got football. Who doesn't love football? Rangers, hockey, Knicks, basketball. It's, it's all going to be going. So, and I'll be here for all of it. So, again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. I'm going to end it on that note. And now I'm going to go eat something. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Peace.